0: tries to roll over my be seated. Thank
1: you. Thank you, worship team, for leading us this morning. And again, good morning. morning. So what a great day. I don't know. I've just been so excited about coming and sharing this message with you. I I usually get excited about preaching. I don't know. Um, To be honest with you, when I prepare for a sermon, it's like all week long, I'm praying about, you know, what uh, I wanna share, or what God wants to share. And I, I kinda get this, um, it's not an anxiousness because I'm preaching on anxiousness. <laughs> it's this, I, I, th- I kinda feel like it's just this respect for the moment, Does that makes sense? And so uh, I kinda get this, uh, just, this heaviness just to want to, you know, do, to share what God wants to share and so, all really, the last couple months, the word anxiousness has just kept ringing out in my head, you know? Not having anxiousness, just this world that we're living in is just like this cloud of anxiousness, and so when Pastor uh, Brandon had talked about he was taking his trip and and going to Antigua, and had a, um, I, they got back, I saw his wife, um, and I think they're joining us this morning. So Pastor Cole, uh, Pastor Brandon, if you're watching, <laughs> good morning. Um, I shared with him I'd like to preach about anxious for nothing, and it's a Max Lucado Bible study, and it's just something that's been on my heart. So last week we talked about anxiousness. Uh, Rejoicing in the Lord. That we can't be rejoicing and be anxious at the same time. And, and the importance of and it's what Apostle Paul is talking about in Philippians, the fourth chapter. So we're continuing in this study, anxious for nothing. And again, we're in Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 8. And I'm going to read through it again. Uh, And there's a different portion of it we're going to focus on today. And it's the peace of God. So follow along with me. Philippians uh, chapter 4, verses 4 through 8. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Pay very close attention to those words. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus." Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So one phrase there where he says, says, God's peace will guard your heart. I want us to be thinking about that during this whole message, that God is surrounding our presence at all time and he is guarding and putting a guard up, a protection of peace around us. But Paul goes on and he says, he says, so finally brothers, right right after that, he says, finally brothers, whatever is true, now as I'm reading this, I, I want us to think about this as a recipe for peace because he says this list and he says, I, we need to be thinking about these things, okay? He says, whatever is true, focus on that. Whatever is noble, think about that. Whatever is right, whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is admirable if anything is excellent or praiseworthy think about such things he is saying that we need to have our focus on the right things now there was a uh, there's a motivational speaker called named Zig Ziglar. You ever heard of Zig Ziglar? Most people have. Zig Ziglar uh, made this statement. He said, "We need to be careful of stinking thinking." Okay. Now I think you know exactly what I mean. Because there's times I have stinking thinking, or my thinking is stinking. Okay and I'm thinking about the wrong things. This is what the apostle Paul is saying. He makes this list. These are the things we need to be focused on in our life. But I don't know if you ever did this uh, when you were growing up or I know our kids always called opposite day. Have you ever heard of that, opposite day? But let's take the flip side of that list, okay? Because I think I believe it rings home. If Paul says that God is gonna guard our heart and along with that, we need to be focused on these types of things in our life, what does it look like if we're focusing on the opposite of that? Looking at the things that are a lie. Focusing on things that are dishonoring. Paying attention to the things that are wrong or impure. Thinking about things that are lovely or things that you disapprove of or everything that is poor. Man, I I don't like that list at all. But it's the opposite of what Paul was saying that our focus, you see, God's guarding our heart with his peace. And Paul says our responsibility is to have the right focus, to be focused on these things, the things that are true, the things that are pure, the things that are right, that are noble, the things that are lovely and admirable. Think about these things. So I think this morning the thing that I need to ask, not only uh, you here with us live and even myself, but those who are joining us online this morning. I think the question that we need to ask is what is our focus. Yes, Paul says that God is guarding our heart with his peace and he's surrounding us with his peace, but what is it on the inside of our minds and inside of our thinking that we are focusing on? Because it will either be the one list that Paul is talking about or we're going to be slipping into that opposite side and be thinking about that other thing. Now, I know if you think about it for just a moment, last night I was praying, and and for some reason, my mind got distracted. You ever had that happen? I'm glad they didn't have attention deficit disorder when I was in high school or in school. Seriously. Because <laughs> um, I can be praying and I can be thinking about something, and all of a sudden just some other thing just goes in my head. And I'm like, I gotta go back and and and, and pause for a moment. And for those of you who have ever driven in a car with me, <laughs> I have the tendency. Now I know you're supposed to have both hands on the wheel, right? Yeah. You're supposed to be having both hands on the wheel, eyes forward. I am terrible there's a a boat over there (laughs) oh did you see that car or somebody oh that's a nice mower they've got yeah i'm terrible i'll be driving down the road and and i'll just be i i know i'm supposed to be looking forward but i'm i'll be just and and bev she says to me she says you're nosy I say, no, honey, I'm curious. (laughs) And there's a difference. There's times I'll be driving down the road and and I'll, I'll see something in somebody's trash can. I know it, they call it dumpster diving and I am proud to admit I will stop and get something if I think it's something I can use or fix. Okay, I remember one time we're driving down the road and the boys knew the drill that I would pull over and they would, they would just hop out and grab it for me and throw it in the back of the car. You know, it's was like, they just knew it. So I'm driving down the road and uh, my, the little thing on my car that says one of my tires is not inflated correctly started, it came up, okay. So I pulled over. Jacob, my youngest says, what are we getting? <laughs> it just happens, you know. But if we were to take driving a vehicle and compare it to just living our lives, okay? Just for a moment, uh, allow that analogy to sink in. That as we're driving the car, we know we're supposed to keep our eyes forward and keep our both hands on the wheel and definitely not speed, (laughs) right? We know that's what we're supposed to be doing, but there's moments we're gonna see something on the side. It's called peripheral vision. Now I can look at that exit sign, but I can also see, I mean we all have this, ability to see to the sides. We would call these things to the sides distractions. There are things that, and I I shared this last week, Uh, the Apostle Paul, when he says, be anxious for nothing, he's actually saying, not that anxious moments aren't going to occur, but he's saying, don't live a continual life in a prison of anxiousness. The things that happen on the sides are moments of anxiousness. We're going to, even if our eyes are forward and we're focusing on the right things, we're going to still notice those so this morning i want to take i going to do two examples okay and it's it's two examples uh, one of them is stinking thinking in the bible and the good the thing i love about god's word is you as we read through people's lives in the bible it's not sugar coated or made to look pretty it's real people living their lives and their relationship with God. And the mistakes they made and God walking through that mistake with them. We see it all through the Bible. Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. And this is the story of Jesus. And, just, and just listen to these words. And, and this is the, the um, example of stinky thinking, okay? Mark 4, 35 through 41. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along, and just as he was in the boat, there were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion, and the disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the winds died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why? are you so afraid do you still have no faith they were terrified and asked each other who is this even the wind and the waves obey him now this journey that the disciples took that day was one that they had taken many times they were used to being on a boat and used to storms coming up on him, but for some reason, this moment in time, it was a furious storm, and as waves are crashing over the side, they all of a sudden forget that they were in the presence of Jesus Christ, and he was sleeping down in the front of the boat, and they all of a sudden got terrified. And I, I find it interesting how they word that. <coughs> excuse me, how they word that question to him and say, um, do you not care that we are about to die? Teacher, don't you care if we drown? And they use the word we, (laughs) like Jesus is gonna drown with them, right? (laughs) Don't you care, Jesus, that we are going to drown? The disciples had lost their focus. You see, when we are looking ahead in our life, there's going to be those storms on the side. It's just a part of the life we walk through, keeping our eyes forward, hands on the wheel. We're going to have those waves at some points in our life crash over the sides of our boat. But what Jesus says to them, they had lost, they had, did not have faith. They did not have a confidence. And I want that word to ring out this morning. Having a confidence in Jesus. Knowing that even if the waves are crashing over, whatever may come about in our life, that we have a confidence in Jesus. Let me go on. To the second example. Now that was stinking thinking. Now, in, in every one of our lives, we, we could relate to sometimes we have, just raise your hand, stinking thinking. We just sometimes don't think right about it. And God brings it to our attention. And at that moment in time, Jesus brought it to their attention and Jesus was with them, but they were afraid. But having a confidence that as you walk through this life, even if the waves are crashing over the side, that you know the one who is with you. In 1 Samuel 17, there's a story of a little boy named David. I love this story and and before i read this text just a a prior to that jesse said so david is out tending the sheep and he is out staying with them his father jesse had called him home for a moment said listen i want you to take some food out to your brothers because they are out in battle and so David goes out to where his brothers are because, again, Jesse, not only is sending food, he wanted a report about what was going on and how the, the battle was going. And when David gets there, what he finds is, and he hears the report from the other uh, soldiers, that for 40 days, a giant by the name of Goliath had taunted the Israelite army And he walks up and he says, oh, so hey, what's going on, guys? His brothers get mad at him and say, hey, what what happened to those few sheep that your dad tended you after? Shouldn't you be, you know, like he was bothering them, you know? He said, whoa, 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 what have I done? What have I done? I'm, I'm just asking a question. Can I ask a question? And so they tell him what's going on. And listen to these words. Listen to the confidence that he says these things. 1 Samuel 17, 32 through 37. David said to Saul, Now again, for 40 days, Goliath, a nine foot tall warrior wielding a sword, a killing machine, he is the warrior of warriors. For 40 days, he has taunted this army of the Israelites, and none of them want to go over and do battle with one on one and, and get this over with. They're all afraid. But David, a boy, says these words. David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Saul replied, you are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You're only a young man. He has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, (coughs) because he has defied the armies of the living God. And listen to these words. This is the confidence he has. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. And then Saul says to David, go and the Lord be with you. Now, I don't know if, if he said that kind of in slight. Uh, he's looking at this little boy who says, I, I am going to go over. I'm going to take care of this, Phil- this great Philistine, this great warrior that all of you are afraid to go out and fight, and I'm going to slay him. And the God who has rescued me from the bear and the lion and has helped me defeat them, he's going to see me through this. Do you hear the confidence in David's voice? He knows God is going to see him through it. Now as you know the rest of the story, he took a sling, hit Goliath in the head and then he killed him. But David had a confidence in God. Living a life with that's focused on the right things. Yes, as we're driving down through life, there's going to be moments that Waves are crashing in over the side. But this is the one thing I want us to grasp a hold of this morning and carry it with you throughout the rest of the days of your life. God is with you. Amen. The devil wants you to think you are alone. He wants you to think that as that storm is coming in, you are facing it by yourself. But I want you to know this morning, and have confidence in this, God is with you. David goes on to pin these words as he's older in life. And I believe that as he is writing these words, I'm gonna close with this, that as he's writing these words, he is painting a picture of the relationship he has with the God who previously in his life helped him to defeat this Goliath giant, who now, as he's writing this, he is, he is a king. And he, is, he has had some mistakes in his life, but God has seen him through those mistakes. And he come to this point to say these words. And as he is pinning them, I believe in my heart, he is defining his journey with God. It's the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David, as he's writing those words, he is defining his journey with God and his confidence in him. It is in that Focus of knowing with confidence God is with you, we experience that peace, that peace that guards our heart. Yes, even as I'm focused forward, the waves are still going to come. Those moments of anxiousness are going to occur. They're going to be beside us. But know this with confidence. God is with us. Let's stand together. And as we pray this, just every head bowed. I just, I want you to just be honest with yourself and, and with God just this morning. And are you willing to make this statement? God, I want more of your peace in my life. Just raise your hand. My hand is raised right now. God, I want more of your peace. Those who are joining us this morning online, if you just want to raise your hand, God, I want to experience that peace. Just raise your hand. Father in heaven, for all those who have raised their hands right now and even those that are online this morning, God, we trust you with everything. God, we have a confidence in you that even if the storms may come beside our life, yes, we are walking through them, but God, you are with us. And I pray now as we read this morning, as the Apostle Paul said that God, your peace guards our heart. Help us when we have those anxious moments of thought. Remind us, God, of your presence. And God, the confidence that we have in you and knowing that you are walking with us. And God, may your peace now be upon every person here this morning. And those joining online, God, may your peace just saturate our presence and guard us. It is in your name we pray, Lord Jesus. Amen. So if there's anything you would like to pray about this morning, you can come down and and sit in the front seats or you can come down and pray at the altars. But as we sing together, be reminded of this and be confident of this. God, is with us. Amen? Amen. Let's worship.
0: I want you to close your eyes and think about the face of Jesus. This song Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus is a powerful song and it talks about what Pastor Ricky talked about, turning from the distractions of the world to Jesus. That's all you need. It's hard sometimes, but He is all we need. So let's sing this song together in worship.
1: God is good all the time.